definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome into the end of the bench here on 100.7 The Score and 100.7thescore.com. We are brought to you through the mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. And the Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. A Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program, taking you all the way up until noon. We'll hand you off to the bottom line. Uh, I don't know why I went kind of French there. <laughs> French is not my thing. Don't want to go to France. Really? Uh, you been to Europe? No. I mean, how about one Europe country, European country? Where would you want to go? Um, I'd probably like to go watch the Open Championship. So, I'd like to head to Scotland. Yeah, I think that would be. I'm sure it'd be pub in some small town. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You go go watch golf during the day. Go to a pub and drink hot beer. That might be the issue there. I don't think it's as warm. I know it's not in Germany, right? I don't think it's necessarily ice cold. Germany. I don't think it's ice cold. I was, that's the, the, you know, a military brat. That's the one frustrating thing that I, uh, you should have had some European time. I know that's, that's what stunk is, um, I lived in Japan as a small child, moved back, stayed in Oklahoma, um, because of service stuff that my stepdad did. He was able to stay in Oklahoma city longer than you traditionally do with your, uh, usually three years somewhere. And then you move somewhere else. As soon as I graduated, they moved to Holland, and he was based in Germany. Oh, and I'm like, that would have been a pretty, pretty yeah. solid place to live for. Uh, you so know, you were high really on age. your own pretty quick. Yeah, well, once I was in college, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, they lived in Holland. They lived basically uh, in uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. So uh, the Holt, uh, Gabe Holt area of the uh, country, and then they went and oh yeah, finished up in. Uh, at Andrews Air Force Base. So they hopped all over the place, and I got Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But, I mean, you get to live in Germany. You could live in D.C., or at least on the base. I mean. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably, just, just for the, uh, but I would like to go to France. I would like to see everything that I could possibly see. The problem is, is you know, the funds and uh, getting there would be the issue. Is there a place for you? Oh, it's definitely Scotland. Yeah. Um, that's the Haxton origin place. Um, they used to spell it H-A-C-H-S-T-O-N in Scotland. And they got, you know, just kind of condensed. Yeah. Um, but the golf aspect, the drinking aspect, uh, I think I could get along with Scotland pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Ireland, too. I want to see Ireland. Yeah. I all of that. I mean, I'd love to go to Germany too. Don't get me wrong, but France is like pretty low on the list. Yeah, Italy's way up there. I'd love to do the the, the Italian tour, but uh, I think France is about bottom. Yeah, it, it it wouldn't be high up there, but you know, Eiffel Tower. The, you know. mm-hmm. um, How many countries you been to? Uh, I've only been to 
I mean, I only lived in Japan and then I've been to Canada. Um, so I've put my eyes on Canada so many times and <laughs> well, I've not been there. Okay. Well, we were in Buffalo for the NCAA tournament, Bob's second year. Mm. And me, Brian Davis, who used to cover Texas Tech oh, for yeah. the Dallas Morning News, yep. now works for the University of Texas, and one Emily Jones, who used to work wow. at KCBD. Um, we, what a trio. Yeah, right? We crossed the border, went to a casino, tried to eat at a Perkins, I think, that was not open, <laughs> and then drove back. It was it was not the most exciting. But you've been trip, there. But I've been there. We, we declared we did not win or lose any money or bring anything. So no we, Mexico. Never been to Mexico. I've been right there many a times so oh, down yeah. in El Paso. I mean, just as close as you can be looking over there and looks like a favela from from uh call of duty the uh, map <laughs> but no i've never been i've never crossed the border there either i don't know if i necessarily want to do that um i would yeah that would probably be if we were going doing the totem pole thing uh that would uh, be that would be below france i think i have mexico new zealand bahamas and the united states new zealand mm -hmm. that's very random yeah. you didn't go to you didn't go to the big the big island right by New Zealand? No. No. Wow. North Island, South Island. Yeah. But one not of, the Australia Island. Well, yeah, though that's that's what I was referring I to. I know. That's why I said it. My my one of my friends from college got married in not a, a, an island, smaller island off of New Zealand. I don't even but she yeah. She did pretty good for herself right out of college. And she yeah. was like, "Hey, you want to come to the wedding down here?" And we're like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Let, let's save you up for float about, me the twenty grand. Yeah, you probably would have. No, my dad was born in New Zealand, so oh, oh that's awesome. That's yeah. a solid trip. Nope, none of that. I got I got a a small island uh, of Japan, but I got to hang out on beaches all the time. But mm -hmm. yeah, Germany would have been nice. Yeah, I uh, un the only unfortunate part about that was we went in August, which is their winter, but it still wasn't that bad. But um, man, it was a lot of fun. There's a town in uh, the North Island of New Zealand called Rotorua, and it is a uh, it's kind of settled in a couple of dormant volcanoes, so it's really pretty. And they have this thing called uh, the Luge, and it's um, you remember those roller racers? Do you remember that product? Mm -mm. You... I, mean, I know what a Luge is. Is that the same thing? Like no, like, I'm oh, okay. I'm trying to illustrate what this the, okay. the New Zealand Luge is. But so you sat down on the roller racer. Is a red seat, and it had two handles. Yeah, I, I and know. And you move the handles now. back mm -hmm. and forth to go. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Now. Okay, so a deluxe version of that, and you go poof, down a dormant volcano, basically, and you can fly. Oh, you can did. get some air. Like on some of these jumps, like you're. This if, is like modern day stuff that they allow you to do. It's open right now. Wow. Yeah. If you cut it loose, you can get some air over some of those hills. And of course, if you got buddies, you're trying to outrace them. And I flipped it. I went rolling. I mean, I the scooter came around or the luge came around and hit me in the shin. Me trying to beat my brother, which I couldn't do because he was smaller and craftier. That was a wild, uh, wild fun trip, though, um, to New Zealand. Yeah. Nick Saban has uh, the opportunity to go luging and He in can New do whatatever Zealand. he wants yeah, right. for the rest of his life. Right. He, he already did that, though. I'm I mean, sure he has. 
Yeah, in the summer he had the lake house and the boats and the speed boats and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's that's the number one story. So um, the coaching carousel, um, who might be the next coach, which I think we already know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was listening to some things last night. It's like, yeah, hey, they're they're close already. Uh, and that was last night. So we may get an announcement today. That's how fast they'll move at uh, Alabama. Won't be a, a crazy coaching search. No, I don't think there'll be any hiring of firms. Um, I think they already have their guy in line. And we'll talk about that when we come back uh, with headlines. And we'll break down college football and college basketball. As some uh, games were down last night here on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Well, you can tell where we live here as we welcome you back to 100.7 The Score and the end of the bench. Pulled up here on my Twitter account. You have, here's your trending topics. Gundy, Bob Stoops, Baylor, and Mac Brown. I, I guess I haven't looked enough. Uh, somebody said I, it, it, I'm sure it's just people bouncing yeah. names around for jobs and whatnot. Uh, so this was um, – it really got going crazy last night uh, with the announcement of um, Nick Saban retiring. At, I think he's 71, 72 years old, somewhere around there. Um, it, it spins the coaching carousel. It's the end of an era. It's um, – uh, absolute uh, legend, the GOAT, I'm sure many would say, in college football uh, coaching. It sends that out. Now it's going to start. Okay, so you take Dan Lanning from Oregon, if that's the way they go. Um, this thing's going to really spin up the coaching carousel. It'll be very, very interesting to watch. Then you had Bill Belichick, yeah. the news of that. Uh, he and the Patriots are expected to part ways. Pete Carroll, I think also 72 years old. Yeah. Um, not going to be the head coach of the Seahawks. When it was thought previously, I think earlier this week even, that he was expected to be a part, well, not a part, the head coach still next year. They said he can be a part of the organization still, just not the head coach. So this is um, one of the bigger coaching movement 24 hours that I can remember. Yeah, and and obviously the historical side of it. Uh, arguably the greatest NFL head coach and arguably the greatest college football coach. Right. And what's so amazing is the fact that both of them were coaches together with the Cleveland Browns. It just shows you how dysfunctional the Cleveland Browns are. Well, but, it's like the... Um... You know, that team picture with Texas Tech mm-hmm. with all the little circles on it of who's who and who was on that list and the Mike Leach tree and all those things that um, that tremendous. I, I Do you remember what year that might have been where they did that? Because there's one class, one class, one year specifically where they had all those uh, – Coaches well, circle. It had to be either 2001 or two, because I'm pretty sure Art Bryles left right after that. And I know, like it or not, he was one of the guys circled on that. Um, I'm pretty sure he left for Houston not long after 
2002. It might have been 2001 because he wasn't here ridiculously long after I got here. But around that, I mean, no later than three, I wouldn't think. Yeah, it's as amazing as that that picture was, just the fact that those two guys, you know, coach together and obviously, you know, have the same formula, have the same success. It's it's interesting. I would wonder which one you'd rather be in that situation. Who would you who if you had to choose Nick Saban's career or I I might be talking to a college football fan here, but if you had to choose between those two careers, would you rather be the the Nick Saban or the Bill Belichick out of those two? That's tough because one, I think, garners more, you know, I guess depending on your region of the country, respect. But Well, I think you have to go by region of the country for me too. I mean, because yeah, that's, this is college football uh, territory. I grew up in that territory, and I'm still in it. I mean, Texas Tech is is it in this town? Yeah. I mean, follow you know you have your your Rangers and Cowboys and Texans and on down the line. Um, but yeah, definitely Saban. Yeah, not close. Yeah, no, I I agree with that because he did it in multiple places. Um, kind of faltered, I guess, as a head coach in the NFL. But I would I'll never would forget the sure. time he tried to throw that challenge flag. That always. So I kind of uh-huh. see. I don't even remember that. My my thing <laughs> with the Dolphins. Yeah, the thing I remember with the Dolphins, and there was a great tweet from Armando Salguero, who used to cover the Dolphins when Zach Thomas was there, and obviously when Nick Saban was there. And the tweet was something along the lines of, uh, "Nick Saban told his players, I'm not going to be the head coach at Alabama.' It, and then it followed with, "That's not the first time he's used that line." because that's what he said whenever he was addressing Armando Salguera and the media there in Miami whenever he was asked if he was going to be the head coach of Alabama. So he just used the same line when he talked to the players yesterday as he did with the media several years ago. And then along came college basketball last (laughs) night. Mississippi State 77, Tennessee 72. I told you watch out for the Bulldogs. Lucas got his... Mississippi State hoodie on today, yep. ringing cowbells back there behind the glass. How you feel, big guy? It was impressive. Um, it's good to see Tolo Smith come back from the preseason injury. I knew he was coming back for conference play. Uh, so it was big. Uh, our freshman, Josh Herbert, uh, Hubert, is doing really well, and it's going to be a battle in the SEC, just like it's going to be in the battle in the Big 12, so. Very excited. I think at this rate, it's just going to be a battle in college basketball in general. I know one thing. Chris Jans can coach. They made a great hire. Um, So they beat Tennessee 77-72. Then, of course, the court storming in Orlando. UCF beats Kansas 65-60. Unbelievable. You know, they weren't that huge of underdogs, but still, beat Kansas. Uh, Virginia Tech smacked 21st-ranked Clemson. 87-72. 87-72. Memphis needed overtime to get by UTSA, 107-102. 101, sorry. Uh, we had the game last night, North Carolina and NC State. North Carolina won that by 13. Butler beat Marquette on yep. the road. That helps Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. 69-62, Butler Bulldogs. 
And then TCU late last night beat Oklahoma 80-71. to Looked like for the sec- most of the second half, TCU couldn't miss a shot. Yeah. Kind of shot OU out of the gym. I think OU was able to tie it up at one point, uh, 60-60 or something like that, and immediately you look up and it's like a 71-60 to or something like that. that. That What I watched briefly, you know, while getting ready for the show last night of that game kind of looks like what you're going to deal with when you play Oklahoma. You got to withstand little spurts from then. But they're going to give it up on the other end. At least that's what it seemed like from the brief times. You you feel good about yourself. And I after after two games in Big 12 play, because when you look at the standings now, two games into conference play, and there are only three teams that are 2-0 and o in Big 12 play. Baylor, Kansas State, and Texas Tech. And you could probably argue maybe the most impressive 2-0 and o out of that bunch is the Texas Tech win since they won on the road at a top 25 team. And if you look at Kansas State's two games, now one of them looks a lot better now, but they have a win at West Virginia, which I think we all agree is probably bottom two in the Big 12, and a win against UCF. Baylor had to escape Oklahoma State, who you just had no problem with in overtime yeah. to get to their 2-0. and so you probably have the most impressive two and zero. Now talk to me in a week, and you might be two and two. Very well, could be two and two. Um, going to describe to you now my personal nightmare. Did you see uh, what happened to the Gambia soccer team? Did not. All right. So um, also, it's going to make me extremely uh, thankful. Much gratitude for the way that we travel. Gambia hopped on a plane. Going to the Ivory Coast. 50-seater propeller plane. The oxygen supply on the flight failed, causing some members of the team to lose consciousness before the pilot opted to return to Gambia's capital, Banjul. This is a representative from Gambia who was on the plane. We were really dying in the plane. There was no oxygen. Everyone fell asleep, became unconscious. The pilot decided after nine minutes of being in the air to return to save our lives. There were no oxygen masks dropping down. I am ready to die for Gambia, but on the football pitch, (laughs) not off of it. I had short dreams where my life passed. I had moments where I thought I was dying. As soon as we entered the small plane that was hired to fly us, we noticed the intense heat. That left us dripping with sweat. It was assured to us by the crew the air conditioning would start once we were in the sky. So not only are you suffocating, the oxygen's not working, you're sweating to death because of the heat. Everybody made it, though. Good grief. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com. EOB time here all the way up until noon where we'll hand it off to the boys of the bottom line. A Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of this program on a fine Thursday here in Lubbock. Although the weather is about to turn, it's going to get cold. Not. You got your firewood yet? 
do not. I'm not looking forward to what is it, Monday, Tuesday when it's really bad. Yeah, it's like a buddy of mine and uh, I have twenty or something. Buddy of mine and Jinx said they were expecting minus thirty wind chills next Tuesday. I think. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, you ever heard that uh, country song Tumbleweed? Mm-mm. Something to listen to during the break, I guess. Yeah, it's what uh, at the Tumbleweed in Stillwater, they would uh, close every night with that. Like Murphy's, it was closing time. Mm-hmm. And, but they would play Tumbleweed. Once you heard Tumbleweed, it was time to time get up to get and up. go. Which is exactly what Tumbleweeds do. Get up and go. Yeah, man, there's... Uh, just a few out there right now up against these fences. Looks like they're yeah, like made of tumbleweed, these fences out there now. Yeah. Wind block, if anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing how those things could look like a snow drift up, up next to a house. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that problem, thankfully, in our neighborhood. I got a story from the Big 12. This one is unique. I'm just going to let you listen to the audio, and then I'll explain what it's all about. We had 10 giant, massive pizzas out there on a counter in this big lobby of a, of a hotel. And uh, we were eating pizza, and some guy was walking around super nervous and uh, had some kids following him. It was kind of just a weird situation. So I just went up to him and said, hey, can we, you know, we got two pizzas left over here. Do you want to grab a pizza? And he just, ah, I lost my kid. You know, uh, my, my one-year-old's gone. I said, why? You know, and... Uh, all our guys were, you know, in the background, and I said, let's go. And we just, everybody hit floors and uh, parking ramps and parking garages, and, and uh, it was a mad scramble. It seemed like a lot longer than 20 minutes, but I guess that's what it was. So we were all communicating with, uh, we have a group chat going when we go on the road, and everybody that's in our travel parties on the group chat. And so we were on the group chat. I don't remember who texted me, but somebody said, Julian, Julian's got him. So that was a little bit of a, that's about as much excitement as you want. And, you know, the parents were just, uh, you know, as a parent, I, I remember one time losing my daughter in the Des Moines airport of all places for about a minute. I can't imagine 20 minutes. I can't imagine it. I had went down to the parking garage and then made my way up to where he was, and he was on the second floor parking garage. And I just, in my head, I was, as a parent especially, like it was, I think maybe if this happened to me two years ago, I would have been just kind of looking around like normal, but I was like, I was on a mission to to find him, and I'm really glad that we found him. So that is Kevin Dresser to start. He's the head wrestling coach at Iowa State. So they were staying at this hotel, having some pizza after uh, a match, when uh, they turned into um, saviors of the day, looking for this lost yeah. child. Yeah, over the weekend, the Iowa State wrestling team helped a parent find his son who had wandered off in the hotel they were staying at so good uh good samaritans good samaritan good moves that's kind of cool he said let's go let's, yeah well yeah that's what you should do right i mean yeah thank goodness they found the kid yeah that's the worst feeling in the world it's bad enough you just in the grocery store and you turn and look and you're like yep, yep, where are we going where, where are they at you know oh yeah that's not a good give her you ever have a wander off? Not not too far, no. Nah, me either. Yeah. I'm pretty 
head on a swivel type guy. We, we lost Lucas one time. It was really scary. <laughs> you over there, Lucas? Yep. Yeah, no, there he is. Okay. I'm here. I thought, yeah. I thought yeah. we had lost yeah. him again. No, uh, he's gone. Where'd he go? Maybe mentally. Um, I always say don't mess with wrestlers uh, and for good reason, but, uh, uh, they can also be really good people too. And that's uh, big props to Iowa state and Kevin dresser for, uh, tracking down the young, young boy. And I'm talking young. He was a you know, one year old kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, <laughs> destructo Perry. So, he used so Scott Sutton was here with with uh, with OSU when Perry was really young. He would kick Scott in the knees, and so every time Scott sees him now, and of course he's you know, you know, yeah. flying up there with the height, he uh, gives him crap about kicking him in the knees. Um, the, I got to tell you about this trip to Home Depot that we had one time. And I never lost him, but I wish at times I would have lost him. <laughs> So we get to the Home Depot. He's probably two, three. It's one of those 40-mile-an-hour wind days. Uh, he opens the door. It flies open and smacks a car. Whammo. That's how we start. We go in. I was looking for some indoor-outdoor carpeting for my man cave that I was creating in the garage. And so you picture me um, talking to the sales rep. I got my arms folded over like this. And I'm looking up. And he takes a sidearm, closed-fisted hatchet swing (laughs) and just melts me where I stand right in the on purpose? I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> knee doesn't sound so bad right now. Right? Yeah. Getting, getting kicked in the knee doesn't sound so bad right now. And he did that to me right before Christmas dinner one time in Stillwater. Before my parents had moved to Edmond. And I'm sitting there. I can smell all the food. And I'm excited. It's the holidays. Getting ready to get my grub on. I, I did, couldn't even see him. <laughs> And then he goes to spitting on my dash. You heard that story. Yeah. I I've heard the uh the follow up stories to it. I don't he was just just spitting. Just spit on my dash yeah. after baseball. Just right there. It's amazing how many people love that story though. Yeah. Because it made a promo and people just ate it up. Well, that's that's stories on Perry Boy. So uh, the donkey at uh, FMS is where you can find him. All right, we come back. We'll have the highs and lows here on this Thursday. Don't forget, coming up tonight, Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin on Double T 97.3. We'll also have Warren Washington there with us. And usually we have some tickets to give away to Texas Tech and Kansas State. That comes up at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. 
All right, so we can dive right into this. This is just happening um, across the college football landscape. Last night, I watched Josh Pate, who I really respect, and I think he's very talented uh, as far as what he does for college football and his shows. And and, uh, he said that he felt like Alabama was already rounding third base and cornering its candidate for a new head football coach. So, in the afternoon, Saban announces officially the retirement. And by the evening, fairly late in the evening, Josh Pate's saying, feels like they're rounding third. Well, I don't know if they're rounding third right now because Mr. Lanning just said in a about a minute, 10 second video that had production to it, which is again, I think I like Dan Lanning. I just thought this was a little cheesy and stupid, but it does clear the air, and it said, oh, my burrito, good oh, grief, good. burrito king. Come on in with it. Oh, my gosh, Chris, you're the man. Thank you so much, Denise. You can just leave it anywhere, really. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. That. Um, that's a, oh, street tacos in there. Thank you so Thank much. Thank um, now I'm really distracted because that stuff's so good. Um, Landing says, I'm not going anywhere. Has a puff of a cigar at the end of the video. I'm staying in Oregon. He said the grass isn't always greener. As a matter of fact, the grass is really green in Eugene. So he is not going to do it. Now what I'd like for you to do, David Collier, is I have this pulled up here, college football home base here. They've got the um, – the candidates, they list four, eight, 12 candidates here. To me, out of this list, three are serious. But I, w- I want you to go through and, and just give me some names who you think would be on this list for the next coaches uh, for the Crimson Tide. Um, well, one that sticks out is a guy that thinks he should have been playing in the college football playoffs, so I'll go with Mike Norvell. Number one at plus 150. Wow, number one. Yeah, I mean, I would get out of Dodge as quick as possible if I were him, if they were willing to take me. Well, and all this conference craziness, yeah. too. You're, you're going to get all kinds of whiplash, Florida State and Clemson. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go Dabo, even though he probably would have been really high on this list two years ago. You, I think he'd have been number one yeah. two years ago, but he is still a candidate. He's at fifth out of all these guys. With uh, Lane Kiffin? Lane there? Kiffin is third at plus 700. Third, okay, second. Um, well, throw Washington's coach on there partially. He is second just behind Norvell, Kalen DeBoer at plus 200. So one, two, three, Norvell, DeBoer, Kiffin, then one that you haven't mentioned, and Sweeney. One that I haven't mentioned that... Uh, no, you mentioned him a while ago. During, with your buddy. With my buddy? Well, this sounds like a pop quiz here. I don't know who my buddy is. Oh, yeah, Sark, duh. That would be that would be comical. Sark goes there, takes Arch Manning with him. I do know, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. I have a friend texting me. I guess uh, Quinn Ewers announced that he's coming back, so maybe that'll put to rest Sark going that direction. So Sark would be the fourth one. Man, you go is like Brian Dayball on there as, as a guy that used to work there. I know he's in Buffalo, but you know, or not Buffalo in, in New York. Brian Dayball seems like somebody that might 
where it go in that direction. I'm trying to he, he is not. I think we get into funny farm territory here like after that, these. Yeah. So Norvell, DeBoer, Kiffin, Sark, Swinney, and I would love for you to get the next one. Mike Gundy? No. No? No. Well, he can't be anybody associated with. He will be in the new Big 12. He will be in the new Big 12. Uh, oh, duh. Prime. 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 Prime at he, plus 3,300. He was pretty quick to uh, give a shout-out to. There's another guy that's got the same odds, Funny Farm. In and out, in and out, doing crazy things with oh, ladies Herb, at the bar. Urban Meyer! Yeah. Oh, I love this list. He would be perfect for there because, I mean, like him or not, he wins. All right, so the rest is Billy Napier, yeah, Pat Shermer. Marcus Freeman, Pat Shermer, Derek Dooley, Sharon Moore. Oh, Sharon Moore is he the uh, assistant at at Michigan that cried uh, talking so. about about Nick or uh, Nick Saban about Jim Harbaugh, which is kind of sad. He's on that list, and I mean, pretty soon he might be the favorite to be on the next head coach where he uh, had to be the interim coach, for right. Jim Harbaugh. So. You know, my friend, somebody told me at one point on these odds just last night that Mike Shula was on the list. And I'm like, why is Mike Shula on that list? We already went down that road. Pat Shermer doesn't seem like a good choice for me either. Uh, one of the many Sam Bradford offensive coordinators with the uh, Rams back in the day. Do you agree with what I kind of started the whole thing with before I got derailed by the side of Burrito King? Yeah. Um, that with what Josh Pate said, you know, rounding third. That had to be with Lanning. Oh, look, I, I, I bet he went there thinking, you know, this is a possibility. If he did go there, they certainly talked to him about it. Who's, who's to say that, you know, he didn't get money whipped by Nike, right? Because I know Lane Kiffin was leaving. He can say all he wants about making fun of Sokoloff. Uh, we we know John. Johnny Sox, uh, he reported that he was going to Mississippi State, right? Or not Mississippi State. Um, yeah, Mississippi State. Was it Miss? No, it was Auburn. He, he reported that uh, last year that Lane Kiffin was going to Auburn, and Lane has just beat him up ever since then. You know Lane Kiffin was going to Auburn. That got out. He got more money, pressure to stay at Ole Miss. Do it? Do I think it happened to the same extent here? No, it probably he probably was like, you know what? I haven't been here long enough. I'm gonna stick it out here, or he got a lot more money out of the deal. But I'll be honest, it's probably the better better choice of the two. You don't want to follow a legend. One, think about where he's going now. He doesn't have the the Cush Pac-12 to beat up on, but he's going to the Big Ten with the defending national champion. That's going to be looking for a new head coach. Don't have to worry about him. You got a high powered offense that most of those Big Ten teams probably are going to have have to to adjust to. Adjust to. There will be a little bit of adjustment to that. James Franklin, great coach, horrible offense. So Penn State might be good. You're probably going to be out. We haven't gotten to the Indianas. Yeah. And the Purdue. That's what I'm saying. I'm just going to the big ones. Rutgers. You got Ryan Day at Ohio State. Going, I'll, I'll take 
Dan Lanning over Ryan Day in a head-to-head matchup. So you're you're built to win right away going there. You got Washington to deal with, which is dealing with a new head or a new quarterback going in next year. You've got a guy that has proven himself on several levels as a decent quarterback, a reliable quarterback in Dylan Gabriel. I think that situation for him right now is better than going to Alabama and trying to replace a legend. Okay, we've been inundated with the on the chat line. Oregon is going to the Big Ten. If it was still the Pac-12 as it existed this past year, he would be gone. Yes. I think that's agreeing with what David said. Harbaugh hasn't left Michigan. Why saying Michigan looking for a new head coach? That's for you, David. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, he hasn't left Michigan yet, but I think the majority of the people out there are under the. Do you think he's coming back? No, absolutely not. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I thought he was gone if he didn't win the national title. Now you leave on top at yeah, your man, alma mater. His agents on the horn yeah, right now. They understand he wants to win a Super Bowl. He came close. He wants to be one of those guys that won a Super Bowl and won a college national championship. I don't, yeah, I get it. He's still there. Yeah. Bill I, Belichick was still with the Patriots last night. Right. <laughs> well, what we're trying to do here to our texture is, is just bring the crystal ball out a little bit here because this is what we've heard and this is what we think will happen. But you're right. There's not been any official announcement on Harbaugh, but I do believe that will come mid-next week. It might come next segment where he says, I'm gone. All right, this is your time. Uh, some Some great news to pass along there for that segment with Lanning staying at Oregon as we try to take a picture in our minds of college football and the landscape. We're coming back with Ask the Benchwarmers. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. We're back here for one more on 100.7 The Score. Thanks so much to Chris at Burrito King down the road here on Avenue Q. I had one in the break, and it was off the charts. Um, Al Pastor. We really appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Get your questions in to ask the Benchwarmers right now through the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Again, Dan Lanning staying at Oregon. That's the news that just popped on the interwebs. He put out a video saying he's staying put. Parker Fleming just posted that uh, Joey is headed to Alabama. (laughs) Laughing, crying emoji from South Texas Ambassador Preston. Yeah, I, I I doubt it very much. I don't think that's going to happen. Hacks, how many times have you run out of gas? Just one time in my life I've run out of gas, but it was a bad place. It was Restaurant Row 71st in Tulsa. It's like Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, it was just mm-hmm. raceway. And so I had to get out and push and steer. and But I got it to the quick trip. Did you see uh, Amarillo's getting a couple quick trips? I'm jealous. Really? If if Lubbock would get a quick trip, I'd lose my mind. What do you? What's your? I think we get a pretzel for like my family's big like big pretzel people. Mm-hmm. Um, they take the salt off, which makes no sense to me, but whatever. Um, but they get those a quick trip anytime we go east. Mm-hmm. Anything? Anything special? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, they have 
kitchens in there. They made to order pizza, uh, drinks, cheap, um, cappuccinos. Yeah, so good. Bench warmers with the latest round of coaching carousel. Any chance a coach leaves the Big 12? If so, who? Yeah, I still think, I guess Lance Leipold was uh, cool with uh, Lawrence. I'm not doing this just to aggravate Clint, but it just doesn't seem like a destination. Might be for him. Yeah, I guess. We've uh, we've already, we've already, uh, the window is closed for Mike. Right, I mean, he's he's uh, put his name out there so much, and he, the, out out of all of the years, this would be the year that he leaves. He's got his quarterback back. He's got the best running back in the nation. Nineteen back. returning starter. Yeah, he's got everything back. Let's go ahead and try something else somewhere else. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. The only scary person to me is, and I know it's stat of, stats of war, Parker Fleming. You know, a TCU guy, isn't he a TCU guy? Mm-hmm. Um, he wants Joey to be out of here. That's my like. Like, I just got chills thinking about that as probably just work-related more than anything. As a Red Raider fan, yes, that would freak you out. But just work-related, just thinking of all of the, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't even want to. Right, let's not go down that road. Let's, uh, let's save that for 10 years from now when I'm not working in television anymore. Oh. Viva 73, what is the problem with the Lady Raiders always starting slow? It has been that way since Krista has come with her team slow starters. Uh I I, I can't answer that. Yeah. I, I I wish I had the answer for that as well. I to score four points in a quarter to start. Yeah, and that's behind me. the eight that ball. That seems like a lot of stuff that we saw probably about ten, eleven years ago too, where there were just like four point quarters on on a regular basis. And thankfully that's not the case for them. But they only scored out Oklahoma outscored Oklahoma State, I think, in the third quarter last night they had way too much ground to make up there i don't know it's been a problem like you said and it's uh i don't there's just not like the vivian grade type you know scoring bailey moppin can score jazz shavers can score but i mean if you've got a good enough defense you've got to you've got to make other people beat you right and i don't know if they have a third legitimate score like that uh bigs wise i don't think they have uh, Kyla Freelon's, a, she's not big, big. She's tall, you know. So, yeah, that's a great question. I think Krista's searching for the same answers like everybody else there, and she's mentioned it a couple times in uh, pregame pr- or yeah, pregame press conferences. And I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just a weird thing with Oklahoma State too. It's 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 happened a lot this year, but I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show for whatever reason you can't beat them yet you beat Kansas over the weekend at home a team that knocks off Baylor last night um, <laughs> personal chat line he's home bro Lance Leipold he's, he's, home. he's home Yeah. okay boys do we worry about not having any high school basketball recruits I would say not at this moment um, with the portal the way that it is um, the last time you tried to go heavy high school was Mark Adams last year where you were just kind of, uh, roster wise, not ready to compete in the big 12. 
And I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to get people to, that want to come to this place and, and be here for their entire careers, uh, but took a big gamble and lost. Yeah. I think it works that way much better in basketball. I don't think you need them in basketball. Football, you need them to develop yeah. them to replace the guys that you – like Matt Wells went the uh, went the basketball route here. Oh, he to, went panic button. Yeah. I have to win now because nobody likes me. I have to win. I have yeah. to win. I have to win. You can get away with it, though, in basketball. Yeah, you can. You can get four new faces every single year as long as you keep winning. That already have work and experience and some refinement. Yeah. They just needed to finish off in a better place or a bigger conference, and there will always be those smaller conference guys that want to play in the Big 12. Always. And why not? No. You mentioned all, all of the amenities that mm-hmm. the facility they get to go work out at, and they get to go play some of the best basketball in the nation. QTs are clean also. Yes, they are. They are. Good point. What do you guys think will become of the new rivalries for the Big 12 with all the changes? And among those, which do you think will be the most entertaining for any viewer, not just fans? Um, That's I, the scariest part for me for any viewer. You know, because they're – there's something to be said about watching Oklahoma and Texas and rooting against them because people will watch Oklahoma State against OU because of the fan. But there are people that are like Texas fans are watching that because they want to see OU lose. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You watch those people still because you hate them. Yes. You know? And right now I'm struggling to find somebody in the Big 12 besides like Kansas and basketball that you hate. Yeah. It, people have asked me that question about OSU. I was like, well, I've always felt like 90% of the hatred for OSU went towards Oklahoma, and then the 10% after that went to Texas. Um, so, you know, where whereas Texas Tech lost A&M, lost Texas, but I still feel like we can't stand TCU. Yeah, TCU is like the saving grace for Red Raider fans right now. And I really feel like we can't stand Baylor. Yeah. Um. But you're indifferent about Houston, you know. Completely. It's like, well, whatever. You Completely. Know? You shouldn't even be here. You're lucky to be here type deal. But if you're on that OSU side, who are you going to hate? Yeah. That's a big part of this. Yeah. It's a I, big part of what college athletics are. I, I can't stand them. I remember when Ruffin was here back in the day with Mike, he always talked about hating Oklahoma State because they were fighting over the same kids a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. So that's the natural one. But I don't know if that – just as a random fan gets the people interested. Those two, oh, one hundred percent. You know, you wanna you wanna beat Mike Gundy, you wanna, you know, get recruit because you're and I don't even know if they're fighting for the same recruits now. I'm sure they are to an extent, but I think Joey probably is I think we know Joey's a better overall recruiter, right? Than Mike. I mean Mike gets his metro He's guys. a developer. Yeah. Uh Utah seems like a potential Utah the fans just seeing them on Remind me kind of of Oklahoma fans. A little big for their britches, think they're better than everybody else. Yeah. B- BYU would be the UT, maybe. I don't know. They're they're not that as annoying. But, yeah, the o- the Utah fans remind me of Oklahoma fans, which I think is, goes without saying. So this is what's going to be fun now looking forward. And this is a good text to end it on. Prime to Florida State if – Norvell goes to Bama. I mean, this this vacuum that's been opened up. It's 
it is uh it's almost got the power of the Dr. Pepper transfer portal pull on it. That would be the best thing to happen to Florida State because then they could get in the SEC or the Big Ten or whatever they wanted because the only reason Colorado got in the Big 12 was because Coach Prime. Coach Prime. That's going to wrap things up for us on this Thursday. Check us out tonight over at Rudy's Red Raider Basketball with Grant McCaslin. Appreciate everybody listening and participating today. For David and Lucas, I'm Hacks. We will see you. Bottom line, coming up next. See some street tacos. Street tacos. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.